Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Here we go. We got a one, personal space. Two, personal space. Three, hey, stay out of my personal space. Four, keep away from my personal space. Five, get out of that personal space. Six, stay away from my personal space. Seven, Keep away from that personal space. Eight, personal space. Nine, personal space. I'm so personal about this personal space, I don't even want this skin on me. <laughs> you ever watch Rick and Morty? Yeah. You seen that episode? I ain't seen that episode. That's, um, it's, it, it's like the infomercial, the galactic infomercials. And it's like, all they do for the episode is like the, Rick and Morty really had the episode off and they're just watching TV, and you're watching TV on their TV. <laughs> and that's, that was one of the, that personal space. Hey, I'm your host, Philip Jacobs. Hey, I, I, I take personal space really, so who's around me? Who's around me right now? <laughs> I love that show, man. How, how much room is considered personal space? It's different for everybody. Yeah? I, What's yours? Right here is good. Like uh, I, I like a pretty big bubble. Three, four. Feet. Yeah, three, four feet. Yeah, that's yeah. that's me. I I say that I don't mind getting close to people, but then when somebody does it, it makes me extremely uncomfortable. You know the people who like to stand in your face, in your face and talk. Yeah. Like I can't take that. Mouth to mouth, almost. Like dude, I can smell your breath while you're talking to me. Get yeah. back. Yeah, you tick that. Yeah. Yeah, I've uh, I can't. I like I said, I said I think that I can handle it. Until it actually happens. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, back up. I don't like this. Well, hey, this is Porch Talk. Here with Andrew again. This is Alan. And today we're going to be all over the place. We're going to talk about uh, things that we've been thinking about. It's things that they're kind of thought-provoking. And it was a movie or maybe a YouTube clip that kind of provoked it. And so we started off with personal space. And now we're going to move on into some heavier Topics. What's going on? What do you want to talk about? Let's let's talk about let's talk about space mm. and time. Okay. And gravity. This is being inspired to me by the movie Interstellar, mm-hmm. which has you know Matthew McConaughey and uh, they go out. The, what, what's happening is Earth. Earth is done. Earth has no hope left. They have cooked and ate all the food. The only thing they have, only crop they have is corn. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have any other crop besides corn. And the NASA puts together a plan. They put together a group of people to begin with. I think there was eight of them. And they, NASA sent them out to find uh, another planet for them to live on. Right, because we were running out of resources. Exactly. And what they had found was by Saturn, there was a wormhole at, by Saturn. And they had sent them astronauts through that wormhole to get to another galaxy far, far away. And they didn't hear nothing back from them. So they sent 
another team another team out to find them because the the first team when they went out and went to their planet they collected data and then if it was habitable they would let NASA know well one of them uh, so said it was hab- uh, said they could live there yeah so they went there first you know but uh, so and then we, they went through the wormhole to get to another galaxy to get to that planet and it's crazy because some, the only thing that can travel forwards and backwards in time is gravity. It's the only thing. Nothing else can. You can go forward, but you can't go back. That's that's kind of that's kind of crazy to think about that gravity is the only thing that stands outside of time. Exactly. I don't know. And I, 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 I love that a little bit more. I, I, how does that work? Gravity, it affects time. How much pull it has, how much gravity there is, it affects time. Because when they go to the first, are we talking about like the rotation of the planet while it's in orbit? Is is that a, is that a part of it as well? It's the gravity of each planet. It's the gravity that each. That's going to control has. time. Yes. I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's hard to understand too. But because like time is time is time. Yeah. Well, like, see, that's the crazy thing, because like when they went to save one woman, she was on like a water planet. It reminded me of the movie Water World with uh, Kevin Costner, because it was nothing but water. Remember Pandorium? Yep. The end of that one? Mm-hmm. And um, she thought when she landed that there was mountains, but it wasn't mountains. It was waves. It was like 200 foot tall. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But anyway, the gravity on that on that planet was stronger than what was on Earth. So when some people stayed in like the space station big cab unit they had, mm-hmm. and two two of them went to the down to the planet, every hour they spent on that planet was seven years back on Earth. Yeah, and I think they miscalculated it because when they got back, it had been twenty seven years. Okay, so it was actually a little faster. Yes, or slower, whichever yeah. however that works. It will be slower. You would be slower if you was on the planet compared to Earth. Earth would be going faster than you. And so the, the thing about that is he had a seven-year-old daughter, Matthew McConaughey's mm-hmm. act, uh, role in that movie. Mm-hmm. And so when he leaves and gets back, she's in her 80s. Yeah, she's about to die. She's so old. And he's 124 years old, I think. But time has been he good looks, to him. He looks 30-something. Yeah. So That's weird, man. That's crazy, man. That's even a, even when they're traveling to the planets, he's getting video messages from his son and his daughter, mm-hmm. and they're grown up. Yeah, he looks the same as he did when they left. Right. That's it's a good movie. I, I like movies like that to where it's it's it really is kind of far fetched, but it's a little fun. And it's it's not so. I mean, it's out there, but it's yeah. not so far out there. You're like, oh, no way, no way. You, yeah, you, the, can, you can have a little fun with it. Yeah, the only thing at the, uh, about the movie that was like what you're talking about was at the very end. He went through a black hole instead of a wormhole. And he went into like this, it, it looked like a bunch of like uh, six inch wide bands that made rooms. And every room, every room was his little daughter's room. Uh, and He she, went through a black hole and now things are distorted? Yeah, like he was—he had went back in time by going in the black hole, and see in the beginning of the movie, the girl kept talking about there was a ghost that kept knocking books off her shelf, and they found she had found out that it was a cove because it was like a library, it was like a big bookshelf, a bunch. Mm-hmm. Of, and he was well, he what would happen was 
he, when he went through the black hole, had went to those rooms where she was and knocked them off then. But he didn't know it was him when she was little. He didn't know he was doing it. But it's like he was looking at himself at the, as the same age. Like it was crazy. Whoa. Yeah. He was watching himself at, at the same age yet. He had left Earth. Yeah. And was coming back. Mm-hmm. And so not only are we dealing with like traveling through space and then we go through a wormhole to get to this different galaxy. Mm-hmm. Then there's a black hole introduced. Mm-hmm. And so is that kind of like interdimensional travel? Like what they did in like Dragon Ball Z? The black mm-hmm. hole is, yeah, definitely. The wormhole, all it is, like if you take a piece of paper and you draw a circle at the top and the bottom mm-hmm. and the distance between them is actual. Well, what a, what a wormhole does, if you fold that piece of paper and connect the holes, mm-hmm. that's what a wormhole does. It takes a long stretch of stretch of distance. And space. Puts it, yeah, puts it into together. Okay, so it takes that space and it folds it, Yeah, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. Does it do the same thing with time? Does it fold time? See, that's how that's how he was so still the same age while his children were sending him messages as grown. So time was adults. distorted in this too? Yes, yeah. Because... If you can go so if you you can go so fast that you go into the future. Like if you go fast enough you can go into the future. But you cannot go but back. You cannot go back at all. But it's it's crazy to think about it. It's mm-hmm. crazy. It's crazy. That, and like I said, the only part of that movie that was far fetched and was like, Shh, no, I ain't happening was the very end when he was in those whatever that was, some kind of like time travel machine. I don't know, it was weird. Mm-hmm. But it tied the movie in good because, you know, after that, he comes out of the black hole and gets found by rangers. But that's what they call their, like, cops with spaceships. And uh, they take him back to Cooper Station, which is what his daughter, she didn't create it or invent it, but she got it to go in. And it's like a huge space station. that They grow, they grow food on it. It, and it's like a big round tunnel mm-hmm. and it's constantly spinning and it keeps gravity and keeps people to the outside and stuck to the walls so that they ain't just floating around you know it's actual gravity pull so let me ask you this this is um, when we first started talking about the movie what was the food issue was it we were overpopulated on earth or was it are they pointing at like global warming and saying we've killed the way the earth, it, it doesn't grow vegetation the way it should and now we can't produce enough food? I don't think that they elaborate on that a whole bunch in the movie. Okay, they just they just they kind just of, say, this, is, this is the way it is. This is where we are, yeah. yeah. I don't, and if they, do, if they do, I don't remember. But I'm pretty sure they don't elaborate on it. I, all I remember them talking about was they said that they was looking out in the field and some of it was on fire and they asked where it was and he said that their neighbor was burning their crops off. And that was the last batch of okra ever. Oh, wow. And I love okra. Man. Oh, I do too, man. Okra's some good stuff. Every time, just about every time we eat at uh, my wife's grandmother's house. Fried okra, pickled okra? Fried, it's, it'd be fried okra, and then she'll have some squash with it, too. Fried squash. Oh, my Lord. That's some good stuff, man. I like fried green tomatoes as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love peppers. Yeah, pickled okra you're talking about is pretty dang good, too. Yeah. I'll tell, tell you what my great-grandfather used to say. With pickled okra. Cross your legs when you eat it, or it'll slide all the way down to your toes. Oh, yeah. You know, because it's a slip. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a little funny. I th- always thought stuff. that was a funny joke. I yeah. took it literally. It's like, don't eat them watermelon seeds. You'll have a watermelon <laughs> yeah, growing yeah. in your stomach, you know. That was an episode on Rugrats. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. 
but that movie, I mean, it made me curious about space. I don't want to ever go to space because it's scary, scary thought. Yeah. If you're outside working on something, your cable breaks and you start floating off, you're done. Yeah. You're going to suffocate. I mean, it's, it'd be a horrible death. Yeah, man, I got like a lot of questions about space. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. obviously, you know, there's not oxygen and there's, there's no gravity. And so it's hard for me to imagine like how a rocket, you know, you see it in all the sci-fis with, you know, Star Trek, Star Wars, and some of the other movies. Uh, I understand that the rocket is propelling itself, but in a place where there's no gravity. There's no atmosphere. Yeah. How does it, what is it, what is it working against, well, you since, know? Since you're, since you're, there's no gravity, you're, you're floating. Yeah. Much. So any kind of movement is going to continue. Yeah, like you could. Do you have the option of speeding up and slowing down in that? You can, but what you use the same concept. Like if you want to go forward, you make the thrusters push you forward. If you want to slow down, you get the one, get them to blow the other way so that you'll slow down. Yeah. And what about temperature? It's really cold. Yeah. Really cold up there. Yeah. So I mean, I, and see, that's the whole conspiracy theory with like us going to the moon. Oh, no, I don't believe we did. I don't think we did either because you look at what the the spaceship that they was in, what it was made of. Like aluminum, cobalt, nickel, mm-hmm. all that, aluminum, all that. You got the melting temperature of them, all of them, tops is 2,000 degrees at best, okay? Mm-hmm. 2,000 below, okay? There's like six layers of the atmosphere. Each one of them is a different temperature. And some of them get up to like 4,000, 5,000, 6,000 degrees. So how can something whose melting point is at 2,000 survive in something that's 6,000. I mean, it just, it can't happen. It can't happen. And my big thing is like, if if you want to say that we actually did it in 1969. That's another thing too. Okay. So far ago. Why haven't we gone back? Exactly. Exactly. And they say we have. They say we Yeah, and I understand like, well, Alan, we have went back. And I was like, okay. You think Uh, you have? How do you know? How do you know? Yeah. I, you know, I wasn't there. You wasn't there. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see anybody it. listening. And see it is believing. Yeah, exactly. It's, I just don't. I think it was a propaganda thing. Yeah, we were just. We it, was trying to bankrupt Russia. Yeah, it was the Russian thing. We were in a race with them. And, yeah, we was trying to bankrupt you know, them. Good thing Hollywood could do it. Yeah. You know that whole the whole film thing too. A lot of people jank on it and talk about how the wind, the wind, with the flag, the flag was moving. They you know stars in the background. It was inconsistent with the way they were moving. Exactly. So it, I mean, it, the shadow was wrong. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's a lot. But that's another thing. It's like with space, and I mean, I'm only used to Earth, and only used to certain parts of the Earth. Uh huh. Because it's different when you get, like I was talking to Nate on the last a couple episodes ago or whatever. He he's a mile up in there. He's five thousand two hundred eighty feet higher than we are, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's different breathing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Was, it, was we that scared of Russia? I mean, was it Russia being a bully and we thought there's no way we can win unless we get to the moon first? I mean, I think it was just the fact well, that America, the America has to be number one and I mean, we yeah. wanted to be the first one or say that we were the first one to do it. Well, what was the, what was the deal to begin with? Like, was there a nuclear war? Was it just a race, that's it, or what? Well, there was, there was so much going on during that time with Russia. You know, you had the, was the Iron Curtain yeah. and Russia was just really bullying like the whole world at this point in history I think like I'm not probably we need to get a history person to come in here and kind of talk about it and another thing about history was uh I took a history class it was history of Africa Mm -hmm. it was 
one of my favorite college classes I've ever taken. And it went back, you know, um, we started back with Moses yeah. those days mm-hmm. and worked our way up really quickly. It was, it was like every class, the lectures was like trying to get a drink of water from a fire hydrant. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was like overload. I had a class. But it went through the apartheids and it went through uh, the slave trades and, you know, the Atlantic yeah. slave trade. And it, it, we covered like geography of Africa, like the west side, uh, the, the coral coast yeah. side, you know, South Africa, East Africa, and all the history um, as religion shaped and molded the cultures and what people were doing to each other. And history is always recorded like this. But if you can find the real history, but you have to look a little bit harder, yeah. is if me and you get in a fight, and nobody saw it, mm-hmm. and you win, mm-hmm. you're gonna tell everybody that you won. Yeah. Now, after I get done being so beat up, and maybe I can hide myself for a few days, I may come out and tell somebody, me and Andrew got in a fight, and I got the best of them. He said, I don't look that bad. You are seeing him. Yeah. And then so, the, the history is gonna be told by the winner, but we're both gonna give a difference to tell. You see what yeah. I'm saying? It's the same way with like World War Two. Like I know Germany has a completely different story than what we got. Yeah. As far as how what happened, who won certain battles, mm-hmm. what actually happened of Hitler, if he died, if they burned him, if he got shipped off to Argentina yeah. or wherever. Yeah, history is always going to be told by the winner, and then the loser is always going to try to cover themselves. Yeah. I think that's a good. It's a good point to make as far as what you're talking. What we're talking about right now. Is do not trust man. No, do not trust man at all. Yeah. Because you will, they will lead you astray. Mm-hmm. And unless you're there and you see it, don't, don't believe it. Don't don't believe it. You don't, don't have to. Don't spread it, especially Mm-mm. keep your mouth shut about it. That's why I, mean, I like just if I hear something, mm-mm, I have got. I need to physically yeah. see it. Mm-hmm. Let's take a break. I want to. Okay. All right. So we have a painting or a drawing that is constantly developing. As we do the podcast, and I gotta say that Andrew is doing a fine job. Um, you won't see the picture though. Thank you. So, it's like the old Mitch Bird jokes. I'm gonna do a whole bunch of jokes and things that require the actual seeing me. That way, the podcast will make people angry. So, man, while we're off on things that we're skeptical about, what are your thoughts on Bigfoot? I don't know, man. He. It's one of them things that, you know, we go back to that we say, you know, how do you know? Yeah. You know, you don't know, and there's no physical evidence as far as, you know, like them examining the body of it. Okay, come on, look, listen. You've seen the the footage of the guy in, a, in some kind of a suit, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, and everything you see on the internet and everything that you can find, this is people trying so hard to make it real. And there's two sides of the fence, and I don't know a whole awful lot about Bigfoot, but there are those who um, take the more natural approach, like it's some kind of a man, but there are other people who put it in the, like the alien, what is that kind of, supernatural kind of thing? Yeah. Like he's, he's a higher being, he's, yeah. A different kind of being. Well, if that was true, that'd be a, a good way to explain how nobody's caught him yet. 
Because mm-hmm. he's smart. He knows what to do. Yeah. I just, I don't know. The only thing that keeps me from saying that he isn't real is the fact that there's so much land in Canada and, you know, in mm-hmm. the U.S. that no man has ever stepped on. I mean, nobody's ever, you know, walked on parts of land in certain areas. Oh, now we're getting somewhere interesting. Okay. Because you, you think about it, how big Canada is. And Canada's not like America. It is, but it ain't at the same time. Because, you know, like out, to- out west, northwest from here, mm-hmm. it gets fewer and fewer people. Because, But that is because most of them people own a whole bunch of land anyway. So there's no way people can come in unless they buy the land from the people that own it. You know? Mm-hmm. So there's no room there's there's no room for anybody to go out there and build and go out there and start a city up or make a city better make it grow and Canada's the same way except a lot worse like I think there's a lot more woods than towns and cities and there's a lot of land up there that's not even livable exactly so for us but for Bigfoot maybe mm-hmm. yeah I don't think it's a thing <laughs> uh, but once again how do you know? Exactly. So it could be, but I'm not gonna say that uh, it is. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I wouldn't know. Of course not. Everybody that, and I, I've watched a bunch of videos on YouTube of people saying that they they're videoing it or whatnot. That's the last thing I'm gonna be doing. Is if I see Bigfoot, I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna shoot him right between the eyes, and then I'm gonna call everybody I know. I'm gonna send pictures to everybody. No, so I just killed Bigfoot. I killed Henry. That's his name, Henry. I killed him. So we're gonna go ahead and name him Henry. Henry. Cool. That's what I'm gonna name him when I kill him. If I ever see. Him. You know, I, I talk a big game, but it's kind of like with a bear. You know. Oh like, yeah. You don't know if one shot will kill it. I mean, I've heard plenty of stories of bears where somebody would shoot the bear in the mouth with like a 50 cal bullet and it would still maul them. Yeah, that makes no sense to me. How can that happen? I mean, you think that's about like- 50 cal, that's half an inch. Yeah. Diameter. And when it goes out, it's gonna, it's gonna leave a, yeah. a big exit wound. And some of them, those like were shot out of a pistol and it does make a difference because the 50 cal that's in a pistol is different from the 50 cal that's in a sniper. The sniper round on 50 cal is about, I think it's between four and six inches, and the pistol round ain't near that long. So I sure you know I would definitely aim for the head and I would double tap, no doubt. Yeah, Zombie Land made a lot of good points, and I think they're good rules to apply to your life. Exactly. I believe in double tap. Don't mess around like that's a lot of, and I know it's a horror movie and you have to do it, but you you get a really good uh, blow on the killer, mm-hmm. or you shoot the killer, yeah, and then you just walk away and he's he comes back. Why don't you unload the entire clip, or if you got exactly. a knife, just go ahead and and not uh, ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead and just jump, get, jump. finish the job. Make sure, because he would do it to you. Make sure you know. It's kill or be killed at this point. Exactly. I mean, you think about the redneck, man. The old Leo getting mauled. That was the most real fake bear attack I've ever seen in my life. Tom Hardy's a beast. I'm yeah. 
And he is, I watched a movie with him in it. The Inception with, with Leonardo DiCaprio. You remember that movie? Yeah, but I don't remember him being in it. What role did, was he in the crew? Part of it, yeah. At the start? Uh-huh. When he met him in a bar. Okay. In like some kind of African town or something. And these guys is after Leo. Yeah. Chasing him. And he's telling the dude he needs his help to perform Inception mm -hmm. on someone. And uh, the He dude, refuses the job, right? Yeah. Well, he, he says it's impossible or something. It is possible. It's just very rare or something. I don't know. But, uh, that, well, yeah. I mean, the idea of Inception. Let's talk about that for a minute. Do you believe in original thought? Define original thought. That you come up with your own ideas, that it is self-inspired. I believe some things are me, but I believe some things that are put in my head is from other things, whether it be you or my wife or my daughter or the <laughs> devil or any of his legion demons. I think that it's, it goes both ways. I think you can make your own decisions and then or have your own idea and then something can put an idea in your head. Yeah, because, like, check this out. And, like, what I mean by this, to give you, like, a really good description. Okay, you just lay down and go to bed. And just out of the, sud out of the blue, you're thinking about Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. Why? Yeah. And let's just say that whole day and you haven't heard Bigfoot in weeks. You, yeah. But for whatever reason, you're like, I wonder if he exists. Mm. Where, where does that come from? Curiosity, man. The the mind is a uh, it is a crazy thing. I don't really believe in uh, original thought. I, I'm like you. I believe that we can be inspired, but I believe that inspiration. It's kind of like what Paul talks about in First Timothy, and it's why that I believe in the Bible and I trust the Bible. We were talking about trust earlier. Uh, and how seeing is believing. Well, the thing about the Bible, and I know there's a lot of textual criticism and a lot of people would not agree with this, but if you do your homework on textual criticism, it will point you in the right direction. And that is, there's 66 books in the Bible, if you want to call them books. Yeah. 40, over 40 different authors. Mm -hmm. Genesis to Revelation, not one contradiction. Mm -hmm. It is one story and out the gate, in chapter 3, after the fall of man, God is already pointing and making the promise of Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. And all these characters that we have in the Old Testament, Abraham, Noah, all these things that are happening, and God chooses Abraham or Noah or Moses or whoever's using at this moment to really illustrate how much he loves humanity yeah. and his plan and it was always Jesus mm -hmm. and you see the Old Testament as it unfolds and it's this grand opening to the greatest the God man yeah the greatest person of all time mm -hmm. and like other other books the Quran in Islam I've read it four times I, you know I've got two copies of it at the house if you ever want to check it out it contradicts itself left and right. And now check this out. Uh, you get, I took this class where it was a world religion class. 
And so each week, well, let's just say we were talking about Islam, we would bring in someone of that faith, and it wouldn't be just any Muslim. It would be like a leader at the mosque. Mm -hmm. And so we would be Q&A, you know, we could ask questions about yeah. the faith and things that we didn't understand. And I, that was my question. And you know what his answer was? Mm. Oh, you have to read it in, in Arab. Okay, why? Because English, and I agree with him here, because it's true. Um, English is such a weak language. The beauty and the way it translates, it doesn't translate right in English. And I said, so you're telling me to get the full picture of the Quran and the faith of Islam? And on top of that, you also have to read uh, the Hadiths, and there's a lot of extra writings that go along with that faith. But he was basically saying, and he flat out said it at the end, was God's language is Arabic. And if you're going to be Muslim, you'll have to learn and speak and pray in Arabic because that's God's language. And then my rebuttal, I didn't say this because I didn't want to offend him, was I wouldn't want to be any part of this religion. I don't see how, I mean, I could see how like a couple of symbols off or you know something like that could change a word. Yeah. I don't see how it could change the whole sentence. Yeah. I mean, I know some some sentences, you know, one word can change the whole thing. Yeah. And, like, check this out. And like, what I mean, let's take the word love. Mm. In English, that is ambiguous. Now, in Greek, if you look at, you know, the Bible. Yeah. New Testament. majority of that is written in Greek. And when it talks about love, like, um, 1 Corinthians uh, it has 13 is the, the love chapter in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And it's talking about what love is. Mm -hmm. And when you talk, when you read love in like John three sixteen, mm -hmm. that's different. There's agape, yeah, which God. is the way that God loves. It is unconditional, and it's it's full of grace. It's full of mercy. It is perfect love because God is love. Yeah. And then there is phileo, and that's where we get brotherly, Philadelphia. Brotherly love. Brotherly love. See, that is the way you know. I would love you as a brother or mankind in general. How yeah. I'm supposed to love other people oh. and how I interact with them. It's not romantic. Yeah. And it's not the way God loves. I'm not God, so I can't love that way. Yeah. And then there is Eros. Aries. Which is romantic. Uh -huh. It's the way I would love my significant other. Intimate. Mm-hmm. Love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's intimate. It's passionate. It's, and it's between one person, one other person, uh -huh. you and one other. And so... Yeah, I mean, and a lot of that's misconstrued because English, when you say love, okay, how? Why do you love me? What are you talking about? I'm a little confused by this. Yeah. And so, but that's, in Christianity, it, it answers all the questions that I have about life and worldview questions. How do, why are we here? How did we get here? Uh, what's wrong with us? And... Where, where, where do we go from here? When we when we die, what happens? You know. Yeah. And Christianity is it gives the best answers and it makes the most sense. Yeah. And I found it to be true. I think that uh, you know the light at the end of the tunnel people always see. Right. I think that actually happened. But 
and I mean, I say that because I've heard so many stories of people saying that they saw the light or whatnot. Yeah. But really, I think what happens when we die is we just fall asleep. We don't even know that we're asleep. And then when Jesus comes back, you know, then we'll come up from the grave. Yeah. We'll wake up. Yeah. But, but I mean, like, that, that time spent in the grave, and I don't think time is on you at that point. No, that's what I'm saying. is like, you know, so it's like when you die, it's going to be like you're immediately yeah, going to be yeah. with Christ. Yeah. Because uh, time doesn't mean anything at that time. Exactly. But I think it'll be, it'll still be when Jesus dies. It'll just be instantaneous mm-hmm. to you. It'll be like those nights when you go to sleep at like 10 o'clock and wake up at 6. And it feels like you just closed your eyes and opened them mm-hmm. and you're back awake already. But you really got a lot of sleep. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's kind of what it's going to be like. Because if we all go, and you know, that's a touchy subject with people uh, who have lost a loved one. Uh, you know, they'll say, well, I know they're watching me from heaven. Like, I no, they're not. They're not. No, my pet know. peeve is we got a, we got another angel today or yeah. she, he or she got her yeah. wings. Yeah. No, no let me go ahead and set this straight for you. There is levels, okay? Yeah. Angels are angels. Man is man. When we die, we don't get turned into an angel mm-hmm. or some kind of a demon, mm-hmm. okay? You're just a man. And if yeah. you go to heaven, you are in a glorified state. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I think that, I hate when people say that. Cause you know, they'll say something, well, they're in now. I, I want to correct them because I know I'm supposed to, but in a way it's like, well, they just had somebody die. So I can't say it. Yeah, bad, I mean, it's, it's hard. Yeah. But, and people, I mean, and they're just trying to, I understand, and that's why I don't really want to pick at them. Yeah, they're just trying to deal. Yeah. They're just trying to feel, have some assurance. Yeah. Have some, you know. Because the person, I mean, it could be a father, it could be a brother or a yeah. sister. It could have been, you know, a girlfriend or just someone you were really close to. Uh, and I understand why you're doing that because like when you say they're looking down that kind of gives you a drive for your life to be okay because I believe that they're looking down on me I want to make them proud yeah I'm going to make this life worth something mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it for for them so, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the best thing to say in that situation is uh, something like well the next time they open their eyes they're going to see Jesus you know something like that and that is the correct yeah. way about spirits and ghosts, what you, what's your thoughts on them? I believe them. They're, they're, they're what real. are they? What are they though? What are they? Are they lost souls? Are are they? They? Is that what they are? Okay. Are they well, who ain't? Because you see, because right now, if if we say that they're spirits and uh, people, then I think we'd be contradicting ourselves because we just said that the next time they open their eyes, they're gonna see Jesus. So how can their soul wander the earth if they're dead and they're waiting on Jesus? You know. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder if like. What if the lost souls are lost souls who don't have salvation and they're just floating around? And they're just here? Yeah. But I also think, too, that it says somewhere in the Bible, I think, where that uh, if you're not saved and you die, it's an immediate thing. Because it, it talks about people from hell watching people on earth. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that would be, that would suck. <laughs> I'm going to say, like, Spirits, mm-hmm. definitely a thing. Like, and that's going to be more demonic, and it can also be angelic. Yeah. Cause check this out. Like, I've had um, personal experiences with both, mm-hmm. and my grandfather had this beautiful story. Him and my grandmother, they were on their way to Tuscaloosa on eighty two. They were between Reform and Gordo, mm-hmm. and he tired of that. 
Check this out. Car or truck, service truck, came from Tuscaloosa. Coming from Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Coming out of Gordo. Mm. Pulls over, had exactly what Papa needed. Huh. Had the tire, and it was the right hubs. You know, it lined yeah. up with the hub. Had tools, had the jack, had everything needed. But the crazy thing was, which way he went back? He didn't keep going like toward reform. It went back to Tuscaloosa. Huh. Why? Ooh, that's crazy. And so, angelic, demonic presence, they can take the form of human. Yeah. Angel in disguise. Mm-hmm. Or demon in disguise. Yeah, devil can do it too. Yeah. Because, and that is the thing about Christianity. That's another thing that makes it real to me, is the fact that there is so much animosity towards it. Every other religion, you, nobody really cares, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, my mom and dad's house has got something in it. Yeah? I'm serious. Like, I have seen stuff. I've heard stuff. Daddy was standing in the kitchen one day, and mama had this thing on the wall, like a decorative piece or whatnot. It had, like, a shelf, and it had, like, pictures and a couple jars, and it had some cotton, like, some cotton stems mm-hmm. uh, sitting there. And my dad said he was just sitting there watching, sitting there, you know, just standing there washing dishes or washing his hands or something. And he said one of them cotton stems just, like, just, it didn't fall. Like, it wasn't like a gradual, you know, just It was forced. It was forced down. And my dad ain't gonna lie to me. He ain't gonna lie to me. And I know that's what happened. And you can go there and, like, you'll go through certain parts of the house and you'll smell cigarette smoke. What's the history of the home? I don't know. Daddy don't know. When was it built? Oh. Wow, a long time ago. So y'all, y'all weren't the first family in. No, we they bought the house. Yeah, when I was four. I know there's, there was a time when I was living with mom and dad that I was in my room and my sister was living there too, and I was in my room and I heard footsteps running, mm-hmm. like I heard footsteps, and I was standing close to my door and I stuck my head out and I didn't see anything. But I went in the kitchen. Kella wasn't in the kitchen. And I went to mom and dad's room, and every one of them was in there. And I said, did y'all hear that? And they said, no. What? I said, did one of y'all just run down the hall? And they're like, no. I was like, oh, okay. And I kind of just blew it off. Yeah. But looking back at it now, I'm like, but what, really, what was that? You know, mm-hmm. What was that sound? Something had to do it, you know? And so, I don't, you know, and you see a lot of ghosts and spirits are portrayed as uh, they have something that they have to finish. Yeah, they had this unfinished they, business. They, yeah, they have something that has to be done before they can rest in peace. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of movies like that. Like ghosts. It's kind of, oh, look at Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the king. Aragorn. Yeah, him. You know, he goes to all them ghosts. Yeah. And he tells mm-hmm. them, you know, fight for me, blah, blah, and I'll let you go. Yeah, because and the issue was that was they were cursed. Exactly. And they couldn't rest. You, you, cannot, you will not find rest until you fulfill your yeah. pledge. A lot of... A lot of Spirit and stuff like that. That's how it's portrayed uh, as being, you know, uh, unfinished business, like you said. They got to do something to be able to rest in peace. And I don't know if I believe that or not. I don't really, of course, but I mean, it's one of them things. How do you know? How do I know? Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't, I don't think I can prove it wrong. Yeah. I don't have no way to prove it wrong. Right. That paranormal stuff, like, I'll watch some of it. But I don't watch a lot of it because, like I said, you know, it, it, I don't know if 
I don't know if we're smart enough or have developed a way or not to distinguish between a spirit and a demon. Yeah. Because I, I think there might be a difference. I think there might be. Um, yeah. And I, I, I kind of want to leave the, the, the ghost part alone like what you're saying is because I don't want to incorrectly talk about that. I don't know if it's like maybe a person lost in limbo. Yeah. Well, this is just, this is just opinion. Like a theory of mine mm -hmm. as far as and that's the reason I don't mess with it though, mm -hmm. is what I'm saying because I don't I don't know how to I, I mean I would but by then it might be too late you know by then it might have possessed somebody that around me or you know, mm -hmm. and not that we couldn't get it out God can do anything yeah but to have to go through it would be probably pretty traumatic yeah I like what you tagged right there is I mean, God can do anything Life is, and just, just in my own life, and I've had uh, a lot of great things happen. I've had a lot of bad things happen. Mm -hmm. But overall, I really like the hand that I was dealt. I wouldn't trade with anybody, and I wouldn't take anything back or do anything different. And I'm still learning, and I'm so thankful for, and, and it's crazy, like, looking back, and I do, I journal, and I have a, I got a prayer journal. I, I log what I pray. Mm -hmm. And, and then like I, I, I do I don't do it day to day but as big things happen or as like when I meet a new person that I think is going to be really important like maybe later in life yeah I'll kind of write up I'll, I'll write a little bit about them and what I think uh -huh. and then I'll, I'll kind of see maybe how it comes to fruition or maybe I was wrong yeah and Let's go ahead and do it but it, it's and I, and I talk about like events maybe it was a show I went to and like the impact and the influence it had on my life mm -hmm. or you know I went to go see some speaker or I went to go see somebody in concert, or, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm just, lo it's logging my life mm -hmm. as things unfold. Mm -hmm. And as I look back, man, it's, it's I just want to say that life is, it's, it's messy, it's beautiful, it's profound, and it's worth it. And, man, it's, it's incredible, like, looking back and seeing, like, I had to go through that. Yeah. I had to do that. Thank, thank God for that. Yeah. Because he's, he's teaching me things and like I'm I can have more compassion for people who have been through these things and I have a better understanding of what it feels like yeah you can relate yeah I can relate do you think that life's planned or do you think we make our own plan it's kind of like the think it thing yeah um, okay so you're, you're pretty much like, are we yeah. talking free will or life. just life yeah I believe that there is a preordained plan for your life but you have the freedom and the choice to get there. And I do believe ultimately it's, it's in your control. Yeah. Like if, so you're saying that God knows what's going, what we're going to do, but he ain't going to do nothing to stop what we're doing. No, because we would be puppets on a string. We would be robots. I'm saying he knows what you're going to do, Yeah. but he ain't going to do nothing to try to stop you because mm -hmm. you got your own free will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's try to stop you because there's going to be people in your life and you're going to see God in nature. You're going to see, you, you'll hear him on the radio maybe. God makes himself evident to every person. But the whole salvation experience, God initiates it yeah. somehow. A lot of people have issue with sin. A lot of people believe that overall humanity is good. Like we're, there's not evil. Mm -hmm. But what we, I believe that we are depraved and we do live in this kind of fallen state yeah. i mean just look at uh, you turn on the tv just watch the news for a second you'll be like well how do you think that we're good with all these things that are yeah, happening exactly. but it comes down to that belief mm. 
And Jesus said it time and time again, and God made it evident uh, with the sacrifice of uh, Isaac when he told Abraham to sacrifice his son. Yeah. And that was, it was a big part of the promise. It doesn't make sense because God had made a promise to Abraham, you're going to be the father of many nations. And disobediently, he went into Hagar, and, you know, they had Ishmael. And then later, eventually with Sarah, they had the child. And remember the whole thing with that was the fact that they were really old. And that ch child, yeah, childbearing years had long been gone. But God gave them a promise. And it was going to be in God's time, in God's way. And it's not going to make sense because, and that's the way that God works. And uh, it's not a way that man can understand. He uses the weak. He uses the downtrodden, not the people of power, but these are the people that God uses in the weirdest way. Yeah. I mean, just think about uh, one of the fundamental things about Christianity, the virgin birth. Well, that's wild. Yeah. It's hard to believe for some people. Exactly. But I mean, that is one of the, that, that was the way it was to be. That Prophes It was prophesied to be that way. Yeah. And that is how you know, and there were like over 600 I think it's 686 prophecies, Old Testament, uh -huh. of how Jesus would be born, how he would live, what he would do, and every one of them came to be. All right, well, that is Porch Talk. Cool, thanks for hanging out with me today. Yeah, man. Cool. Well, all right, this has been another episode of Porch Talk. It's a little different in this regard. We really haven't stepped off into this kind of territory yet. It was always part of the intent is we want to spend a little time in uh, some of the worldview and asking some of the big questions of life and uh, it, it was a lot of this episode was a lot of fun to do because we, we talked about things that we would need to see to believe and then we immediately went to something that we could not see yet believe and that's kind of the definition of faith is faith is believing in things that are not seen and so that kind of draws some lines and then we talked a little bit about worldviews and we kind of paralleled and contrasted Islam and Christianity and looked at some textual criticism issues. And so um, if this was something that you enjoyed and a lot of the ideas were kind of left open, we really didn't explore a lot of these ideas and to any kind of depth. And so if this is something that you would like to have more of, just let us know. All right, well, as usual, we're going to show here with a little bit of music. Um, Cool. Thanks, guys, for hanging out once again. Okay. Oh, my. I didn't know what it means to believe. And oh, my. I didn't know what it means to believe But if I hold on tight, is it true? You'll take care of all that I do Oh Lord, well, I'm getting ready to believe Oh my, I didn't know how hard it would be. And oh my, oh I didn't know how hard it would be. 
But if I hold on tight, is it true? Oh, you'll take care of all that I do. Oh, Lord. Oh, I'm getting ready to believe. And they'll be waving hands, singing freely. Singing, standing tall, now coming easy. Well, no more looking down, honey, can you see me? Oh, Lord, I'm getting ready to believe. And they'll be waving hands, singing freely. Singing, standing tall, now coming easy. Well, no more looking down, honey. Can you see me? Oh, Lord, I'm getting ready. Oh, Lord, oh, I'm getting ready. Oh, Lord, I'm getting ready to believe. Oh my, well, I didn't know what it means to play, play guitar. And oh my, well, I'll never get through recording this song. I must have played it a thousand times. But I still get hung up on all these rhymes Oh man, you'll never get to hear this podcast Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com It's like your own personal post office Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale No long-term commitments or contracts That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM